the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Welcome in. The Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. I'm the aforementioned Rob Black. It's your show in many, many, many ways, or at least that's what program directors want us to tell you. You can call into your show, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. And what I mean by it's your show, it's I'll, I'll, I'll talk money with you. I'll give you second opinions. I will try to teach you a little bit about money and finances, something that should have been taught in elementary school and high school. It wasn't. I'm not always going to be right. I don't pretend to be. I don't want to be. When it comes to the world of stocks, if I hit 60%, I'm the greatest of all time. Hit 55, 56% of the time, you're pretty darn good. I'll say that I'm better than most. I won't get as cocky as arrogant to tell you that I'll teach you how to make a million dollars in the next three months. It's not my name. It's not my game. It's not my my shtick. My, my goal is to get you wealthy slowly. My goal is to get you out and enjoying the state of California because uh, that's where we live. We live in Northern California. And for those of you who listen on the podcast, it's one of the greatest places in the world to live. It's expensive as all hell, though. So because of that, we're already handicapped. We have to make more money. We have to save more money. We have to create more money. We have to bank more money. Get your calls on the show. It's 800-345-5639. It's anything you want to talk about. And again... You'll, you'll, you'll see that I dance around the S&P 500. You'll see that I talk about inflation. You'll see that I talk about all sorts of issues. I'm not shy in any way, shape, or form. I kind of rate this show PG-13, maybe a soft R on occasion. It's never an R. But uh, I, I throw in some sex. I throw in some television. I throw in some movies uh, because these are things that we're doing with our life on a regular basis, and uh, it fascinates me. And it fascinates me and see how much money people throw into media and technology. So with that said, let's get into the show, shall we? First and foremost, watching Little Olympics last night. Now, again, you, you kind of fall into one of two camps right now of what you're watching, because this is America. You're either watching American Idol or you're watching the Winter Olympics. You're not watching. Lost has lost its edge. Lost is boring as all hell this year. Can't even, I, I, I'm not even going to finish the season. It's, I followed it for five years, and now I'm just... I'm done with it. I'm bored with it. The novelty is worn off, so to speak. So now you're either watching American Idol or you're watching the Olympics. Real quick, who do you think won last night? Did more Americans watch basically a glorified karaoke contest? Or did more Americans watch Lindsay Jacobolis choke? Become synonymous with the word epic fail. What do you think? What do you think? American Idol. 
thumped the Olympics, all things considered. Head-to-head competition. Idol attracted 23.6 million viewers at 16% more than the Olympics did. That ain't good news if you're NBC, because you paid top dollar. Top buckaroo. And the only thing that NBC can be hoping for at this point in time is that Simon Cowell does not come back on American Idol. Because I think he's probably the biggest draw on that show, all things considered, because it is glorified karaoke. It's nothing more. It's nothing less. It's glorified karaoke. And do they find a star or two? Absolutely. But are stars made? Absolutely. So, I don't know. I don't know why. Why am I so negative on American Idol and all the American idiots who, who watch that show? Whoops. Internal editor on. Internal editor on. I'm not calling you, my listeners, idiots for watching American Idol. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm calling you an idiot. So anyway, Lindsay Jacobolis. She's kind of got that that crazy, sexy trailer park girl thing going on where she's got this like do-it-yourself perm that just has gone all wrong and she's got a poodle-looking head. And uh, her final pass down Cypress Mountain, uh, it was a fail. It was a fail. So she didn't even make it to the finals. She, she got knocked out in the semifinals. It was stunning to watch. Uh, four years ago, she was about to win the gold medal, and she did a trick. And she was, up, she was leading by five seconds easily. And she did a trick. She didn't land it. And you don't do tricks in races. That would be like um, you know, a sprinter in the 100 meters stopping and doing a little you know, pantomime. Like You don't do that. Finish the friggin' race and then do your trick, so to speak. And four years ago, she choked it down, and this time she choked it down. And, you know, she, it, it, with all, all said and done, NBC loves it because she's got a good sense of humor about it. She just says, I had fun. And, you know, it's unfortunate the rest of the world has to see what I did four years ago and what I did this time. So yeah, she'll bounce back. But she is now becoming synonymous with what's referred to as an epic fail. So athletic glory being done. To the pleasure of of gleeful watchers and failing, it's not too cool. And I, again, I feel bad now. I am on the side of the fence that feels bad to spin out of control into in the Olympic Games and in disappointment. It looks like Heidi wants to say something. She's got her headphones on. Heidi, the producer of the Rob Black show, what do you want to say? Um, I didn't really have anything to say except for I'm sorry. It's Jacob Ellis. Jacobolis. Um, Jacobellus. It's actually pronounced Jacobellus. That's what I said. Jacobellus. Don't correct me ever. Never, ever, never. Intern, put the intern on the board. Move ID out of the board. Damn you. But do you agree with me that she kind of looks like a little trailer, trailer trash girl with that? You know, I think it's funny because I think in her heart of hearts, she's probably just a hardcore tomboy. Like, she's yeah. an athlete, you know what I mean? And Absolutely. she doesn't give a crap about looking good or, you know, being cute. And it, it's it's in just that's what the media does. They have to pretty her up so that she looks good for the camera. Um, Are you referring to me as the media? Maybe. Wow. All, I, oh. yeah. She's cute. So, but it, it, again, that's, we are a nation of judging people. So we are a nation of judging people. I just don't like the perm. So myself, I'm, I'm I'm a simple guy. I like waking up next to a woman without makeup on, and the perm just kind of looks frizzy and frazzled. I'm guessing that's her natural hair. You think that's natural? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm 99 percent sure. I'm she t- that girl can't be bothered to perm her hair. She's straight out of Compton. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. I know, I know. You're saying Heidi's taking up an inordinate amount of airtime these days, isn't she? She's like a little air pig. 
You give her a little bit, and she's like, oh, let me talk about American Idol now. And, oh, let me talk about, I got my nails done the other day, so I just turned into a little air pig. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. Whoa. Bad day to be Toyota yet again. Now they're considering recalling their Corolla. I know. I know. Didn't they just bring back the Prius because they got problems there? And didn't they basically do a massive recall on all their vehicles because of a, an accelerator pedal issue? Yes. And they've gone bad. Toyota is considering recalling its popular Corolla subcompact model. Ultimately, uh, the president of Toyota has given his full backing, say, saying, you know, if you need to do it, you need to do it. Um, power steering complaints. So the company's dealers estimate that 70 to 80% of Prius vehicles will be successfully recalled by the end of the month. Toyota's possible recall of the Corolla comes after customer complaints about its power steering. So now is a good time to buy a Toyota. You buy it when you can, not when you have to. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out and say, go buy a Toyota. Because buying a new car is never a smart thing to do. But if you are in the market for a new car, now is a great time to consider it. In large part, they're cutting deals. They're cutting deals aggressively at Toyota um, because they need the cash flow. They need to finance their operations. They need to get through this. They need to get their reputation back. They need to do what's right. And they're, they're doing everything that they can at this point in time. But uh, long story short, now's a good time to d- deal with a used Toyota. Now's a good time to deal with a new Toyota. Um, now's a pretty good time if you have a Toyota to go to like a General Motors or a Ford and say, I don't want this this, this death mobile. <laughs> you know, you know, Ford and General Motors salespeople are just they're loving this because they're getting business that they typically wouldn't get. And for years and years and years and years, I, I grew up in the 1980s. I mean, I'm a kid of the 80s and 90s. Um, we knew that you know, Japanese built cars were better than American built cars. Now, today, kids who are growing up in the 2000s and the 10s, they're going to grow up with the impression that. Japanese cars stink, that they kill people, that they got accelerator issues. So they, in the next 10, 20 years, won't be buying Japanese cars. They'll be buying American cars, or they'll be buying Korean cars, or Chinese cars, or Indian cars, Tata Motors, or something along those lines. But the damage is done. For instance, and again, I I just go back time and time again, is when in the 80s and the 90s, I saw the movie Gung Ho, and it clearly told us that Americans built crappy cars, and that Americans were dimwit you know, uh, beer-gutted, softball-playing goofs. And the Japanese would come over, and they weren't any fun, and they would, you know, drink beer with their American blue-collar workers, and they, they lightened up, but they were so good at management and so good at building cars. Um, I've, I've never bought an American car. I've bought cars that are made in America from Japanese builders, but I've never, ever bought an American car. Is that, is that something I should be ashamed of? I don't know. Even my mom—I I had a motorcycle. <laughs> Guilty. I had a motorcycle for a couple of years because uh, in the college years, uh, the motorcycle parking lot was so close to classes that I loved it. Loved it. When you live off campus, you know, you got to have a motorcycle. Plus, it was great with chicks and it was great with dudes. It, how many people, you know, you're, you're carrying a motorcycle helmet into a supermarket. You know how many people tell you that they had a friend who died? You know what a conversation starter a motorcycle helmet is? I've considered just carrying a motorcycle helmet without driving a motorcycle because people will talk to you. People will go out of their way to talk to you if you have a motorcycle helmet. Don't know why. Anyway, I got a good show planned for you today. We're going to talk banks. We're going to talk about investing in banks. We're going to talk about your money in banks. We're going to talk about the stock market correction. We're going to talk about Walgreens and what they're doing, why they're doing it. Got tons of stuff, plus a little technology as well. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Do you feel bad? 
for Miss Jacobolis. Pick up the phone, give us a call. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Plane crash in Palo Alto this morning. Kind of nutty, right? Teeny tiny little airport, teeny tiny little Cessna. I'm not a big fan of people who go off and, and learn to fly if they don't need to. I like my pilots being pilots. I like my attorneys being attorneys. I don't like my attorneys saying, you know what? I got extra money. I'm going to go learn to fly. Now, again, I'm not saying that was the case here, but I always instantly, when you hear a small airport like Palo Alto, you go, I wonder if the guy was qualified. I wonder how many hours he had. I wonder why he wasn't flying in a big plane. So I don't I don't know. I, I hate the little planes. I hate them. So I fly in them. No problem. I was once in uh, Costa Rica, which, by the way, wildly overrated, wildly overrated. And um, in a teeny tiny little airport flying to the other part of the countryside. And uh, the pilot looks like he's 16 years old. It makes me nervous flying in those teeny tiny little planes because they're not super experienced pilots more often than not. Anyway, um, that was a big story today. Now, you know, one of the big stories of the month has to be in the last 30 days, this Toyota situation. And again, there's so many money angles that we can take from this. The lawsuits are going to happen. The investment in the company. The, if you're going to buy a car now, it's a good time to potentially start negotiating for a Toyota, whether it's new or used. There's so many investment angles. The, the stock has fallen. And for years and years and years and years, Toyota could do no wrong. They've come up with a new system of you know, solar panels for the top of the cars so that they can charge the air conditioning so that you don't even need gas to do that. I mean, they are so unique and so cool, right? And now's the opportunity. Do you have the cojones to pull the trigger on it? Do you have the cojones to say, this is an investment that I might want? Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. There's an investment that's kind of secondary. I'd almost call it tertiary, um, tied towards Toyota. And it's a company called Gentex. Now, Gentex is not a car dealership, and they don't make Toyotas. But what they do do is they do the auto-dimming rearview mirror. And that right now, when there's a crisis, sometimes it's going to hit... Um, Sometimes it's going to hit one stock. Sometimes it's going to hit all the stocks. It's, it's going to, you know, uh, this, the sector can sometimes, you know, take a, a beating, so to speak, whether rightfully correct or rightfully wrong. So Gentex is one of those companies that it's in my, it's on my radar when there's a, a story on cars, in large part because they're an indirect play on cars. So the Japanese car maker problems at Toyota, faulty brakes, Caused the company to suspend production on several models. They're not producing them right now. While production may slow, Toyota likely will make it up later is the thought. So says the vice president of Gentex. Now, even more potentially, the cuts could be made up by a different customer. For instance, Gentex commands more than 80% of the worldwide market for auto-dimming mirrors, which reduce glare. Now, Gentex sells its electrochemic chromic auto-dimming rearview mirrors to 13 car makers. So it's one of those odd little plays that you have to take note of. You have to take a look at it. You have to at least know it's out there. Ticker symbol is GNTX, GNTX, and it just shows you the way my brain works. 
Um, if you take a look at it since 2009 when the car recession was really hurting, you know, the GMs, the Fords, we had to do the cash for clunkers to revive the car industry. Since then, the stock has gone from 8 to 20. So it's on fire. Now, two years ago, it was a $20 stock. So it's kind of back to where it once was before we went into the economic recession in the United States. They have 80% of the, the market. Again, in the world of monopoly, don't you want 80% of the, the properties? Anytime you, you decide that you want a rearview mirror in a car, 80% of the time you're going to land on Gentex. Now, that, that's good news and bad news. In large part, why is it bad news, you say? Well, because it's tough to get 81% of the market or 82% of the market or 83% of the market. It's probably easier for a competitor to nip a little bit away from them. They're pretty well established. Now, to find competitors for market share, you know, you have to check the, the rearview mirror. And they've got a technology that's really unique and very, very uh, tied towards them. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking too much about it. Maybe I'm over-expounding on, uh, on this issue. Maybe I should talk about Ms. Chikobolis again. <laughs> Maybe not. Where are my phone calls? Where are my peeps? 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Now, let's talk a little bit about banks. And I, I've got tons of content on banks today, but the one that's most intriguing to me is the uh, home loans. There's a big story out today about foreclosures, foreclosures in the United States and, and what's happening. The rate of homeowners falling behind on a mortgage payment surged last month. Um, and in fact, in the whole fourth quarter of last year's. So home loans, 60 days or more late, reached 6.9% of all home loans. Think about that for just a second. Out of all the home mortgages out there, 6.9% of people are 60 days or more past due. In the state of California, it's 11%. Of all mortgages are 60 days or later. So if you're up to date on your mortgage, congratulations. There's a good 10% of Californians who aren't. You're part of the 90% or 89% who are. Now, there's some counties like Riverside County where 18.5% of all mortgages are 60 days later. So that's crazy, right? So the increasing speed at which loans are souring, it surprises Americans. On the national level, the number of troubled mortgages in the survey rose about 15% from the third quarter to the fourth quarter. So it's getting this this... We get this little sense of cautious optimism, and then it's like, bam, we get it slammed down on us again. We get the feeling that things are turning around, and then bam, it slams down once again. Most likely explanation for the trend is a combination of factors. You know, payment increases are kicking in, tied towards adjustable rate mortgages that are resetting. The pay option loans, there's a little bit of discouragement of, you know, people who own a home that the mortgage is worth a lot more than the home's worth. So there's a little bit of, of trend going on there. And this ties into the banks of the United States. And uh, on top of the banks of the United States as investments, but also as, you know, a solvable uh, business, you know, the, bank, the investments like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, they have some of these mortgages that are, are collapsing. But they also have credit cards that are collapsing. So I'll talk a little bit more about that in Uno Momentero or later in the show. Let's go to Robert in Concord. Robert. Hey, morning, Rob. Great show. Thanks. Uh, gonna be uh, going out to DC in April. I know your roots are uh, out of uh, DC. Just want to know if you have any tips on uh, some cheap airline flights or best uh, airline to fly. Uh, way. Yeah, there's two. It's JetBlue and Virgin. Virgin, and you want to fly into Dulles. 
Uh, you never, ever, never want to fly into National Airport or Ronald Reagan Airport. It's too congested. There's going to be a... LDC or ILD? Which one is that? IAD, Dulles. So, ID. And there's a good website, too, for pricing uh, flights called Sidestep, sidestep.com. So uh, you could probably fly a round trip uh, $240, $250 if you buy three to six weeks in advance. Uh, pretty cheap. Um, but yeah, yeah, I love Virgin. Virgin America is is the bomb. Uh, okay. they've they've got me- they've got cool computers in front of you. They got music videos. They got movies that you can pick from. Uh, you don't have to watch the in-flight movie. They got stewardesses or uh, I don't know what you refer to them now. In-flight helpers that are are hot, sexy, fun, and happy to be there versus the people at United who look like they're death zombies who 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 want nothing more than to just end this flight. Um, anyway, yeah, I'd say Virgin America or JetBlue are the best ways to fly into DC. And for the record. September in San Francisco is fantastic. April, May, June in D.C., fantastic. Washington, D.C. has got the best springs and the best falls in the world. they got the worst summers and the worst winters in the world, though. So you're going at a perfect time, Robert. Thank you. Sure. What are you going to D.C. for, out of curiosity? Uh, actually, my, my mother's retired, and, you know, I'm just, she just, she just wanted to go. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's on, uh... Anything to see, sightsee? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you have to do all the monuments. I like monuments at nighttime because there's no people there. Um, and it's incredibly romantic now that you're going with your mother. That's probably not the best angle to go with. Um, if you like jazz, it's a, it's a wonderful city for jazz and, and blues. Um, the museums are all worth visiting, the Smithsonian's. Um, I like the um, modern art myself. Um, you know, the National Gallery, I think, is, is just stunning with some great work. So a good way to spend a day uh, in the museums of Washington, D.C. You know, the White House tours, I think they're kind of – you'll be surprised at how small the White House is. And it, it's kind of cliche, and you spend a lot of money doing stupid stuff like that. I personally like the museums uh, myself of D.C. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's Rob Black Show, 910 a.m. More stimulating talk. Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I think the thing about this song that we all like is, don't we all want to feel like we walk alone at times? Like, isn't writing music almost cliche at times? Like, oh, it's so easy to push people's buttons. Like Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga says, refers to her crowd as monsters. And don't we all feel like monsters at times? I always pulled for monsters as, as a kid in, in horror movies. I always felt bad for the monster. I always felt they were thrown out of society and weren't part of society. So I always pulled for the monster. I always wanted the monster to win, but rarely did that happen. Anyway, let's um, go to Kim Commando. How's that for an awkward introduction, Miss Commando? I was wondering where you were going with that. And here's the monster of the universe, Kim Commando. You are lovely. You are talented. I don't like people, but I like you. Oh, well, that's nice. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And you have a show on this very station every Sunday from 1 to 3, and you talk digital stuff, and I talk digital stuff, so 
you and I have something we can kind of bond over. Exactly, exactly. So I was um, so I was going through the news, and I got the big press release. I got the big press package for the new Windows Mobile 7 series software, which, number one, if you are going to name a tech product, you should never call it, like, Phone 7 series. You know, this <laughs> is like, people can't get excited to buy that, really. Well, let's talk a little bit about this. Microsoft has um, software, mm-hmm. and they're dominant in Windows on the, on the desktop. and. Sure. They, they kind of got into the mobile phone. They started to get some traction. 15% of all cell phones used the Windows operating system on cell phones. And then Apple came along and boom. Just wiped it out. And kind of <laughs> took what they had and pushed them to under 10% again. Exactly. Just They just wiped them out. And then so now Microsoft comes out with this software. And I think it's interesting that no, we're not even going to be able to really buy it until the end of this year. So everything is all bells and whistles and speculation at this point. But they come out with this software and say, you know what, we are almost going to be just as good, kind of maybe like the iPhone. So, uh, But with the software, it looks just like the Zune. And a lot of people are like, well, what is a Zune? The Zune was Microsoft's answer to the iPod that didn't quite take off now, did it? But if you look at the way that they've positioned this Windows mobile software, and they are calling it the Phone 7 series. It's just ridiculous. Um, but anyway, they are positioning it as maybe an iPhone almost want to be killer that we are just going to be slam dunk in this marketplace. And and what's, you know, every single day there's something new with cell phones because people don't realize this, that we are in the midst of this whole cultural and tech revolution that we had in the mid-90s when everybody went out and bought a desktop. Well, now it seems like every other day there's a new Storm, Storm 2, new Curve, new Droid, whatever it may be. It's intimidating. And, and, it, and it is. And every time you buy a cell phone, there's going to be a new version coming out, like there's the 4G version of the iPhone coming out. And so these companies are clamoring to get people's attention. And But in addition to that, they're trying to figure out where their place is in life. And so just the other day, Verizon came out, and they said, you can go ahead and use Skype on Verizon phones come March. And Skype allows you to make phone-to-phone calls using VOIP or using wireless networks. So now if you're at home or if you're someplace, a hotspot where there's a wireless network, and if you want to make a phone call but you don't want to use your minutes, now you can use the Wi-Fi connection. And again, the innovation is just studying for Microsoft to to go after this um, interface. It, it, it basically... Uh, they admitted fault. They said, you know, our operating system stunk. We're not, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not going to rebuild it. We're just going to start new. We're going to try. We're going to try to make a different type of cell phone. So their cell phone is going to be after the social networkers. So if, for example, if you just love Facebook and you're on there all day long, <laughs> I'm a loser, Kim. I'm not that big of a loser. How many friends do you have? Um, let me check real quick. <laughs> no, no, actually, I actually have the, the site open right now. Well, um, if, when you see it now, if, if you had the Windows mobile phone, is that you could get all your friends' updates right on your phone live as it's happening. So as somebody is updating their picture or updating their status report or, or sending you a love angel poem or whatever their thing is with Farmville or Mafia Wars, that you would get that right on your cell phone. Okay. Now, um, that's what Microsoft is trying to do. They're trying to integrate... Uh, social networking because they don't they don't dominate social networking but they're trying to integrate it. I saw today even with Outlook they're coming out with a beta so that your Outlook now is starting to pull in your updates from social media. Yeah, networks. and you know, and, and I mean, Facebook is just like the number one work distractor anyway. <laughs> so it's like now you have all these people that are narcissists that going to be in my Outlook. I'm not thinking that's going to be good for me. <laughs> 
but and also that you can get all the Twitter updates. But no, Microsoft is trying to find it, and and you know you got to give them credit. I mean, they're still going after the Bing marketplace, and they say that the Bing is going to be on the, their new cell phone, which is their search site. But it's still. You know, quite frankly, it's okay, but it's still not Google. And with that said, I like the Bing website. I like the Bing search, but it's just, like you said, it's 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 almost like um, Microsoft can't win. I know. They, they can't get stickiness. Even when they come out with a good product, they can't get that stickiness. Well, they do have that new video platform coming out. What's that? What's in that? the fall called the Natal. Okay. And, and the Natal is really slick. And it's uh, it's based on the Xbox platform. And what it does, it allows you to play games without a controller. So you could be swinging a virtual tennis racket. You don't even need to hold the controller. And then you could, when you step up to to play games and say, hi, Rob, how are you today? Do you want to continue playing that tennis game or do you want to play Avatar or whatever game you might be playing? I love that idea of my computer talking to me. Yeah, it is. So 21st century. Well, you know, your apples will do that now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Apple computers talk to you? Well, that's it. It, and it's kind of disheartening, or discerning rather, because you'll be walking, I walk down the hall and I'll hear her say, you know, it's 10 o'clock, you know, or whatever it may be. <laughs> but it will announce the time. It'll also uh, read your mail to you and do some other bells and whistles if you want to set it up to do that. Is it functional? I don't have it, I don't have it turned on. Okay, well, it, it, what, hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't have it turned on because I... You know, that's just not me. I just want to sit down and get work done and, and not fool around. And But you can talk to the computer, and it will talk back to you if you wanted it to. Okay, I like that. So I'm, I was a kid who grew up uh, in the 80s, and I, I watched Buck Rogers. And that whole computer, you know, uh, turn on lights thing, just, it, it, I was like, <laughs> that's cool. Well, you know, your car can do that, too. No. Yes. No. You're talking Night Rider. You're talking. No. You're, you're talking fiction, Kim. No. You can say. I can say in my car. I say dial, and I can say the person's name, and it it will look in my iPhone. It'll pull that person out of my iPhone, and then directly it'll it'll dial them. I can say uh, navigation, and it'll say city, and I can say Scottsdale, what state, Arizona. Then she says street, and I give her the street, and she says, "Do you want the house number?" And I say, "Can say yes or no." Okay. So, I mean, you know, that stuff is there. But with Microsoft, now, don't forget, they're also putting their software into the Fords yeah. with their Sync software. So, there's a, you know, there's a lot going on. With that said, uh, will this Google not, – not the Google, excuse me. Will the new Microsoft uh, Zune platform, uh, will it stay relevant or is it a two-horse race between Blackberries and uh, Apples or is there room for a third? I, I think there's room for a third, but it's never going to be one or two. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, there's always, you know, they, they just, they're late to the game with not enough, with not enough stuff. But on the other side, I saw that Nokia and Intel said, we're coming up with a phone operating system and it's going to be totally open source. And a lot of the analysts that I'm reading in on wall street, Kim say that totally open source could actually work over time and could actually disrupt Apple's uh, platform. Yeah, if if the open source platform has the support that it needs. And with Nokia and Intel, it will have the support. We've had open source software for years, and it's really great stuff. But the problem is you don't have the backing. And and even when Google announced their phone, they didn't think in the beginning that that their customers would actually want to talk to somebody with support. So when they first brought their phone out, is that you had to actually fill out a form on the website, and now they have an 800 number you can call. <laughs> but, so, you know, it's, it's, if you can get the big companies behind it and get the support behind it, then it just makes total sense. Okay. Okay. Anything else that you're going to be doing on your show this weekend? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure yet, but I'm sure it's going to be fabulous because it always is. Why did you disrupt our, our typical flow? Typically, I have you on Thursdays and not Wednesdays. Um, 
because we're getting ready, and I, I'm not very pleased about this, but we have to do is we're putting cameras in the studios, in the talk <laughs> studios. Yeah. So now you can, um, we're getting ready to broadcast the Kim Commando Show live. Okay. Are you going to wear sexier clothes? Are you going uh, to sex it up a bit? You know, I just, I, I'm going to have to get out of my boxer shorts and bunny slippers. That's my concern. Um, and then, so tomorrow we need some new, like, photos for the Kim TV site. Okay. So I have to go get my picture taken a few times. Yeah. You didn't do it artistically? I'm not, you know what? I, I'm just going to show up and smile. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all you get. <laughs> I usually take a pack of cigarettes, even though I don't smoke cigarettes. Because <laughs> when you have cigarettes, you look cooler than. So I, anyway, that's uh, my advice to you. Bring some cigarettes, Kim. All right. I got gotcha. you. Kim Commando, you can hear her here Sundays from 1 to 3. She'll talk technology. She's the digital goddess, digital lifestyle uh, type of show. Um, I dig it. I catch it when I can. 1 to 3 Sundays. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Black talking all things financial. Oh, the mackerel! This is my long segment of the show. This is uh, when I could use your phone calls to drag me through. 800-345-5639. It's Roy Lamella. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. I'm always stunned. Uh, I enjoy working in radio so much. I get a, you know, the the cool voice that is Roy Lamella. Uh, I don't have a cool voice. I think my voice kind of sounds a little high pitched and squirrely at times. But I'm not supposed to say anything negative about myself. So says my program director, John Scott. So I'll just say this. My voice, it's getting better because I'm drinking more whiskey. And the more you damage your voice, the better it gets. So whiskey and cigarettes. I wish I could do cigarettes. Uh, Oh, my goodness. After I do a cigar, I sound like that. That's a cool thing. But I can only do a cigar once a month. So otherwise, I'd like just crazy out of control. Um, The snowboarder in the Olympics (laughs) It's it's interesting to, to study her. Lindsay Jacobolis. Uh, Jacobolis is the right way of saying it, but it's more fun to say Jacobolis in my book. So she's kind of moaning and groaning. So she's uh, talking about how the snow is like mashed potatoes. She's talking about, you know, she's not used to doing five runs in a day and that, you know, they canceled runs because of fog and they could have split it up. And she's a little bit mm, bitching. <laughs> so she's kind of saying... I could have done better, but, you know, they're, they're, they're overworking the athletes. And, you know, long story short, um, I don't know where I fall on this. I feel bad for her because she is going to be famous for epic fails. Even though she dominates the X Games, she's going to be famous for epic fails um, of, at the Olympic level. So and doing it in front of the biggest stage in the world, so to speak. $1.4 million is going to have to be refunded because spectator tickets that the Olympic officials will have to refund because of weather problems. So Cypress Mountain has just turned into a disaster for Vancouver. And it's, it's interesting to note that if they had done the Winter Olympics there last year, the year before, it would have been lovely and wonderful. But they're bringing in snow. They don't have snow there. So if you look at the cameras, you'll see there's no snow on trees. There's no snow on the ground uh, to the left and right of the event. It's 50 degrees at a lot of these events. So it's kind of a disaster. But these Olympics are kind of fun this year. Did you know that we all know about gold, silver, and bronze medals? Gold, first place, right? Second place goes silver. Third place goes bronze. They have what are called the not-so-precious medals, in which case if you finish dead last, you get a lead medal. 
if you finish second to last, you get 10. And if you finish third to last, you get zinc. I think that's kind of cruel to say, you know, you get a medal for coming in last. I think it's a kind of fun idea. But uh, the Czech Republic would lead the world right now in the last place finishes. I know. You're, you're an Olympic athlete and someone's making fun of you for coming in last. That's kind of just wrong on so many levels. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, Heidi's beating me. My producer, I, I trust her. And she really wants me to do this story on what comes down to uh, a Huffington Post article tied towards changing your bank. Move your money. And this is an old story, and I don't know why she's having me do it because it's old, but I'll play along. And at Huffington Post, there was an article back in December talking about, you know, now is the time to, to pledge to move your money. Now national banks, they've soaked up bailout money, and we should be mad as hell. And move your money is this campaign. Is that something you're interested in in any way, shape, or form? I like my convenience of Bank of America uh, and Wells Fargo. So I like my convenience. And I don't care that Bank of America got $45 billion in bailout. I don't care that Citigroup got $45 billion. Ultimately, it was part of a system that was flawed. I think Congress had a lot to do with the failure of uh, the mortgage industry. I think um, the regulators had a lot to do with not overseeing it. With that said, with so much of our economy financially based, we don't have enough regulators to stay on top of it. I know there's financial planners out there who who should be in jail. Uh, They're so miserable at what they do and so miserable at giving financial advice. We don't have the, the, the depth so would you move your money from a, a big bank to a local bank? Do you like credit unions? Do you like a bank to actually know your name, or do you like the convenience of everything that a big bank can throw at you? I personally like the convenience. That's where I, I'm evil. I don't like Walmart, but I understand Walmart. I understand going to one place to buy all your freaking, freaking daily needs from clothes to groceries and being done with it at the cheapest price on the planet. Now, I myself would rather go to Banana Republic to get my clothes. I don't want to buy my clothes at Walmart. I'm a Banana Republic guy. There. I'm not that creative. I go to Banana Republic. I'm kind of white toast and uh, white bread kind of guy, right? Uh, Where do I go with this? Would you be willing to move your money to a smaller bank? It it would certainly help the local economy. So it certainly helps the local economy. It keeps more jobs out there. The Bank of America, they'll be fine. They got their billions of dollars. Would you be willing to move your money to a local bank? Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800 345-5639. 345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Would you move your money to a credit union? I like credit unions. Love credit unions. Um, but I'm not going to put my, my majority of my paycheck in a credit union. I like it for the savings. I like it for the loans. I like it for a lot of reasons. Uh, but but not for my daily cash needs. Let's go to Fred in Pacifica. Fred. Hi, hi Rob. Thanks for being there. Did you call me Ron? No, Rob. Never, ever, ever call me Ron. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Fred. Go, go, go. Um, what's the best place, or what's the, what's the best uh, way to 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 get gold to buy some gold? Should you put it in your IRA and your Roth, a regular account? Should you buy coins, uh, bullion? Uh, could you could you address that for us? Why do you want gold? I used to collect coins. Okay. And I'm getting again. I just started with the Kennedy pieces, half dollars. Right. Uh, they're more readily available, and I'm I'm just looking to 
for myself to buy coins and 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 put a little bit uh, uh, coins, you know, in the long term, you know, for nothing else. I'll have a little bit of gold to to pay for something, you know, maybe against inflation. You hear all the time. How how wealthy are you, Brad? You got a million dollars? Not in cash, no. If you were to sell everything you own, you got a million dollars. Uh, say again, please. If you were to sell everything you owned, you got a million dollars? Plus. Okay, good. So let me, I'll explain gold, and thanks for the call. Uh, I just wanted to extract a little bit of information from you so as to give some perspective. Um, gold is a hedge. Gold is not, does not have a job. Gold does not have the ability to fire 15% of their staff. For instance, Merck said today, was it Merck? Let me take a quick look before I give you wrong information. Yeah, it was Merck. They said that they're going to cut 15% of their workforce. That's a company that's going to hit their earnings spectacularly for the next year or two. They can manage how many people they fire and um, financially engineer their numbers. I like that. They earn money. Gold just sits there and looks pretty. It's a lot like a Playboy model. You know, She just sits there and looks pretty. At some point in time, it loses a little bit of its luster. Now, gold never loses its luster. Never loses its luster. Gold is gold. Now, gold is not an industrial metal. It, to me, is a a cosmetic metal. It is a jewelry metal for a large part. Now, gold is used in some satellites and used in some computer technology, so it's not completely non-industrial. Copper is a very industrial metal. For instance, we build phone lines, we build buildings, uh, lots and lots of copper inside of a building where the wiring and technology is tied towards it. So I prefer industrial metals for an investment. Gold to me is a hedge. And, you know, I will never spend a gold coin in my life. If I spend a gold coin in my life, something went really wrong in the world. Um, We don't use gold as a, we're off the, you know, we don't use it as a standard of money anymore. You know, you don't go around and shop it, right? So it doesn't have a job. It sits there and looks pretty. I don't like coins. I like the bullion side of it. The bullion, the big old rock, the big old nugget. Um, I don't like the coins because when you mint it, it loses value. And there's a huge markup on the minting of the gold coin. So you want to stay away from that angle. Now, once you hit a million dollars and I ask you that question, you want to hedge it. You want to protect it. Because sometimes stocks and bonds go down together. Sometimes stocks, bonds, and real estate all go down together. So you hedge because when typically the economy gets in a bad position, we artificially stimulate it with inflation by lowering the cost of money. When you lower the cost of money, you have $1 become basically buck twenty. So to buy the same thing for a dollar. So you, you basically are watering it down. You're, you're filtering it, so to speak. Uh, whereas gold is still gold. A, a dollar gold, a pound of gold is a pound of gold. A pound of a uh, gallon of oil is a gallon of oil. Commodities have that, that hard asset feel to it that can't be diluted. So gold is, is, is there for millionaires because it's a hard asset. Now, there's three assets that I typically talk about, stocks, bonds, and real estate. There's another asset, commodities. Now, there's another asset, artwork. So there's another uh, commodity, another um, asset, baseball cards. You know, if, you, if you're good at buying baseball cards, you can turn that into an investment potentially. You know, well, I'm not going to say, I don't know the baseball card market anymore, so I probably shouldn't say that. Um, but you know, if you have the original rookie Pete Rose in mint condition, sweet, you get the basic idea. It's a supply and demand issue too. Um, I'm not a big fan of gold. I'm not a big fan of gold commercials. I'm not a big fan of, of gold coins. 
Uh, once you have a million dollars, it's fine. You can add, a, you know, 5% of your portfolio can be in gold as a hedge. But if you end up spending that gold, you're basically, we're talking, you know, uh, we're talking the world of, of Road Warrior. <laughs> I fear, you, know, you ever see Road Warrior with the good-looking Mel Gibson? I fear being the guy who's not the good-looking post-apocalyptic world guy, that I'm the puffy white guy, that the the the, the evil ninja badass uh, basically mounts on the car and is going to kill. I'm the guy who gets mounted on the car. That's my fear in the, the Road Warrior world. Um, but yeah, gold's not going to do you a lot of good. I'd, I'd say a good shotgun and inflatable doll is going to do you a lot better in the post-apocalyptic world of uh, the Road Warrior if we're trading gold as, a, as a, a value of currency. Gold's not good on a currency. Let's go to Scott in San Francisco. Scott. Good morning, Rob. Hey, Scott. Yeah, you just um, mentioned the fact about people switching money from big banks into small banks, you know, if they feel that, you know, the, by taking bailouts have done them wrong. But I might be mistaken, but don't a lot of the big banks lend money to small credit unions and, well, not credit unions, but smaller banks? Sure. You know, at, at the small interest rate. And if, let's say, 10% of us left Bank of America or Wells Fargo, that's 10% less capital interbank trading. So, in essence, could rates go up between banks? Absolutely, they could go up. And uh, what you're talking about is for every dollar you've invested or you have sitting at Bank of America, they're allowed to legally lend out $33. And part of what they do is is tie up loans um, into smaller areas, whether they be commercial loans, whether they be real estate loans, whether they be uh, business loans. So small banks do go to big banks for interbank commerce. So there is a, a flaw in the Huffington Post article, and, and you're, you're wise to point that out, that it could actually end up hurting uh, the individual as well as the, the small bank. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for answering my question. Take care. You're a good man. So, smart man. I give you that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. A couple ways you can get in touch with me. The old-fashioned way. Email. <laughs> Isn't that funny we now refer to that as the old-fashioned way? Uh, my email is rob at robblack.com. Robblack it's rob at robblack.com. Uh, there's the live blog on, on talk910.com. At talk910.com blog. You'll see a video of, or you'll see a picture of the one, the only ET, the extraterrestrial. Um, but also, you can interact with the other blackheads, as I like to refer to the people who dig what I do. Um, there's also Facebook. You can contact me via Facebook. Don't try to be my friend because I don't want friends. I don't want friends. I've got too many friends. Um, I've got 90 friends, and that's too much. And I, I, I turn into a voyeur late at night. And I'm like, hey, I wonder what. I'm He's updated her photos, and you know I, I spend way too much time on that. But the Facebook page, the group page, is I hate Rob Black. So you have to hit the word group and search for I hate Rob Black, and you'll find it. You can join that and, and interact with me there as well. Um, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show is my Twitter address, and the phone number to call into the show right here, right now, eight hundred three four five fifty six thirty nine. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.